0: Hey guys, this episode is brought to you by It's Untamed Beauty. What is It's Untamed Beauty? It is a lifestyle. It is about sexuality, self-love, self-care, good vibes, energy cleansing. That is everything in one place. You got waist beads, crystals, sage, everything that just make positive stuff happen. So go to com. use COCO10 to receive 10% off of your entire order. And I love my waist beads. I love being able to live in a positive space because I use my sage and crystals to, you know, manifest the things I want in my life. So go ahead, Coco 10, it's untamedbeauty.com. Hey, what's up, guys? This is your girl Coco, and I want to welcome you to another episode of Kiki and with Coco. If you are new to the show, let me just tell you a little bit about it. Basically, it's about life in general with an emphasis on relationships. Um, you know, I have my friends, guests, family come on the show and we kiki about whatever the topic of the episode is. And, you know, the plan is just for you guys to gain some insight from it. Um, and hopefully it just help you on whatever journey that you're on. You know, I do have a guest on the show this week and she is my cousin. So Leah, you want to go ahead and say what's up? hey everybody enjoying enjoying my
1: new
2: orleans drink here hoping to knock you guys off the feet today with this and and more information so thank you so much for having me i feel honored and blessed to be on here with you today
0: so i'm 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 sipping over here Um, so we're going to go ahead and get started with the Drink with Coco for the episode. And basically the Drink with Coco is kind of like you haven't, you hanging out with your friends, you at dinner, brunch, you know, having a chill day at the house, um, and you just have a drink with your friends. So the drink this week is called the Bayou. It is a New Orleans themed drink and I can and I decided to do this drink this week because, Um, last night me and my friends were hanging out and we did a crab boil. And so I was like, we need a new Orleans themed drink. And so this is the drink that we found. And I will say it will knock you off your feet if you (laughs) do too much, (laughs) but, um, you know, and this drink is one part Hennessy, one part peach juice, and then half part, um, lime juice. And it's more so like a martini type drink. So, um, you could use a martini glass for it or whatever you want to drink your drink in. But, um, so yeah. And the one part is kind of like two ounces, Tennessee, two ounces, peach juice, and then half an ounce lime juice. If you want it. <laughs> you know, uh, ingredients. So, um, it's it's really good, but like I said, take your time with it. This ain't no, I think you can do one on a work night if you if you do it on a work night. <laughs> um, but make sure you got a ride home. <laughs> okay. Because it will have you, huh? Drink responsibly. Yes, drink responsibly. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that is the Drink with Coco this week. You know, if you guys go ahead and try it out, let me know how you guys like it. Um, You know, post a picture on social media, tag me in it, and, you know, have fun with it. And now for the word on the street, um, you know, it's unfortunate that this has happened, but our Black Panther passed away from colon cancer um, a couple days ago, and I just remember when Black Panther first came out, um, everybody was like, we finally getting a black superhero. And, you know, and and honestly, he has persevered because he's had this disease for four years. And he gave us so yes. many great films within these past four years. So, um, you know, if you guys familiar with his work outside of Black Panther. He also did 21 Bridges in 2019, um, Get On Up, which was the movie for James Brown, 42, the movie for Jackie Robinson, The Five Bloods, which were was released this year, and of course, The Avenger, Infinity Wars, and Endgame. That came out in 2018 and 19 and then Marshall, um, where he played Thurgood Marshall in 2017. And so, um, a few of those movies, like I said, he filmed during the time frame of his illness. And you know, I I think that goes to show any of us like you just need to push through. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Definitely. I definitely
1: agree with that.
0: Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, we, we get off from work and we be like, oh, I'm tired. I don't feel like going to the gym or I don't feel like doing X, Y, Z. Um, and when you think about the physical, you know, what type of physicality he had to have to even be in Black Panther. and Exactly. And do it knowing that he was sick. Like, it's no excuse. Yes. It's no excuse
2: so um i i can't agree with you more there for sure mm-hmm. for sure on the perseverance side because it's uh it's easy to throw in a towel it's, it's definitely easy to give up and you definitely um you definitely want to be able to to be able to push through different situations for sure and seeing him with all he brought to the screen, just what all he did was such, um, was so much invested into the African-American community. And just all that he tried to uh, portray, which he did so eloquently and just such and, and so much with his gift. You know, you can't help but feel blessed by it. Oh, okay, sure. It, yeah. Very inspirational.
1: Yep,
0: so I would definitely say, like, you know, my prayers go out to his family for sure, because, um, yeah. but what I will say is, I I know there were some pictures floating around, and of course, you could see he had lost weight, um, and stuff like that, and when I saw it, I was just like, I wonder what's going on there, and you know, of course, social media got yeah. their thoughts, and you know, putting comments like, you know drugs you know drugs and stuff yeah. like that um so I definitely say we shouldn't be so quick to to judge people and and their appearances or whatever because we just never know yep. you know yep. what a person what is going hungry. through yep exactly exactly I definitely agree mm-hmm. so yep. it's just like you know to know he was doing all of that and He like, and you you don't necessarily ever want to say it like this, but he was literally dying. And yes, he was. We thinking, yeah, and we thinking like, oh, he on drugs or something. And one thing that I take from it is, you know, besides the another thing I take from it besides um, just saying you never know what a person is going through is that I've I. I'm sad that such a person is leaving like you could tell he just genuinely loved the African American community, just black culture and its yeah, um and yeah. yeah and I I was just happy to know that it wasn't drugs or him being murdered or, you know, something like that. And even though it's a painful situation, you know, his family was able to to be there with him, um, you know, while he was going through everything.
2: He just moved through his purpose without any distraction. That was what was really kind of um, heartwarming for me to watch. But I knew when I saw him, I forgot if it was the NAACP. I'm not sure which award that he got, but it was the very last one. But when I looked at him, I said, this man is ill. He is very, very sick.
0: Mm -hmm. And
2: um, you could tell he still had so much fight in him, but he never addressed the comments. He just stayed focused on what he was supposed to be doing, and he just persevered. So like you said, he just pushed through, but he did it He did it gracefully. He mm-hmm. didn't do it with a lot of banter, a lot of back and forth. He focused his energy on where it would be, where it would yield the most profits in the earth spiritually. And I think that that spoke to me the most, that just refocusing our time, um, just refocusing our energy, Putting it into relationships and people who are going to yield the profits that we need. Um, and not only that we need, because he left a legacy.
1: Mm-hmm. So he
2: did it for everybody. And that's one of the things that you don't see a lot in our community. Um, everybody is so quick to, to have a comment, like you said, or to assume that something is going on that's not going on. And I think it's very important to stay focused. Um, and to refocus that energy on things that are, you know, yielding the most profits and putting us in alignment with our purpose. And I think that's what he did the most. That's what I got and have gathered from reading about his life and learning about him things that I didn't know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, my prayers and definitely condolences go out to his family, his wife, um, and you know, his I don't know if he had children. Did they have children? I'm not um, sure.
0: I'm, I've not know. heard about children, but they do say, you know, they do speak about the wife.
2: Yeah. And I saw a picture of her. She is extremely beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um. So just just our prayers definitely go out to the Basu family for sure and, and, and all of us. But I haven't told my son because I don't want to tell him that Black Panther is dead. He was such a hero even for my son to watch. He has all of the action
1: figures.
2: He does all of the moves. Mm-hmm. He does, listens to the songs every time he hears, um, I think it's by SZA, the yeah. yeah. So he just goes into his whole thing. So it's like, I'm not ever going to tell him that, you know, that's a legacy for even kids his age to look up to, mm-hmm. not, not that Superman or Spider-Man or Batman are bad things, but the Black Panther was, he was like the king. He yeah, was somebody in our community that we could look up to. He did things. He went high when people went low. He just he just exuded what we feel like that black man, that African American man, is supposed to be. So I I'm not gonna take that away from him. So I, I I I don't even have the heart to tell him that the person who played him or that Black Panther is dead. I'm not gonna even say that.
0: Yeah, for sure. So. But. Um, you know, in his short life, Chadwick Bozeman definitely left his mark and he made a difference. So yeah. prayers and condolences to his family for sure. Um, you know, and I think I think it's great that we had, you know, this person in this time to to be that person for us because we've needed. Um We've needed our own Black superhero, and he was that. Yes, he
2: was. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yes.
0: And so, on to a lighter note, more nostalgia as the uh, current culture of reboots, remakes, and the verses uh, that have been going on on Instagram because of the pandemic and people not being able to um, get out and you know, go to concerts and stuff. So, um, artists have been performing, you know, against other artists that are in the same lane as them. And so, uh, yeah. on Monday we got Monica and Brandy doing the verses, Man. which is one I did not expect to see.
2: <laughs> Man, I was not expecting them to do that. And, but what was so dope, I think I watched the interview about them was that they were, um, they were like so happy because they were like so supportive of each other. They were asked, you know, what are the favorite songs that they like from each other's like uh, their library. So they were singing their songs. And I think it was so cool because it's like, it's not really no competition among Queens. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? It's no competition among Queens. It's more like, you know, let's, let's experience this. Let's have fun with it. You know, let's see what, um, you know, how much fun this could be in this competition or just to have that camaraderie. Right. Um, and I think that that's something that definitely needed to be shown mm-hmm. because it's like you always see kind of the lesser <clears throat> the lesser of the two artists go against each other. Like, to me, you had um, I think it was Bow Wow against Fabulous. Or, you know, you have like an oxymoron but these yeah. are like two types two titans they're like so I'm like I don't even know who because I love them both right I love them equally but still individually Mm -hmm. you know with their own differences and what they've been able to kind of do in the industry so they are both so much needed and like very much impactful Mm -hmm. to our culture and I've been listening to both of them since I was tiny so it's like, man, this is going to be a Clash of the Titans. So I'm like, is there beef there? Like, what's going on? So it was like so cute that it was like, you know, this is my favorite song. Some of the lyrics Monica didn't even remember from her own music, but Brandy knew. She was like, my favorite song is this. And she's like, I don't even, I was 12 when I recorded that, so I don't even remember. Yeah. So I, I, I just thought it was, a, um, I think it's very good to see two Black women on the same platform helping supporting loving congratulating um just being a resource for each other Mm -hmm. you know sharing information so that the other you know could be at their very best it's it's just like you know you water in somebody else's garden you know yours is going to get watered as well it's it was it was it was really awesome because you don't see that um on a platform with us often
0: right so I think
2: we need to do that a whole whole lot more in every area
0: mhm and so bringing up like the camaraderie among the two of them um i know earlier in their career um it was said that they had a beef or whatever and this this rumor has been going for years um yeah and Monica basically was like you know we're past the dramatics but it seems like what happened cuz prior to them recording the boy is mine they never they had never met and so for there to be a beef between them it was literally a beef because because of the fans you know the fans yeah. always want to pit people against each other and Absolutely. that's where the beef the so called beef originated Um, Mm -hmm. but I will say, like, separately and together, they make great music.
2: Man, they make some of the most amazing, um, amazing stuff that we have ever even seen in this, in this, in our culture. And so Mm -hmm. it's like the Whitney Houston and the CC Winans of our culture. You know, when they come together, it's like, man, the the, the two dynamic duos in such a way.
0: And And even Whitney and even Whitney yeah. has done some really good collaborations as well so um you know for them both to look up to Whitney the way they did you would think that prior to now or whenever the beef was you know stopped that they would yeah yeah but i think what it you know you have to think they were also very young when they started out originally as well so the thought process yeah. to to put the pettiness out the way probably just wasn't there.
2: Exactly. Exactly. And being just fueled by their own um, young teenage hormones and just girls. You know, you get competitive at that 12 and that 13. It's like, uh, you know, I look better than her. I am better than her. I can do this. I can. So I think just even, even that. But it's so great to see how it has matured and lost
1: how they have grown together, how they have just
0: supported each other. So that's always really, like, super. hmm Yeah, so I'm excited. I'm probably not going to be able to stay up and watch the verses because it happens at, like, 7 o'clock, I want to say, Eastern time. And that's, that's midnight for me, so I have to just watch it on YouTube, like, the following day or something. But um i'm definitely That's excited really to see it
2: me too me too i can't wait yeah i'm gonna be eyes in front of the TV like wait a minute now <laughs> <laughs> like sing that back me.
0: girl sing yeah. that back <laughs> okay
2: okay mm-hmm. okay i think it's gonna start up some really cute little fun movies even on the social media front um mm-hmm. uh, facebook and, and, and um you know, Instagram, Twitter, all of the platforms, and it's like, man, that's going to be so awesome to see to see that. But yeah. it was good to see them interview together and, you know, kind of say what their favorite songs on each other's albums were. I mm-hmm. think that's really, really like it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so I'm definitely excited um,
1: to, yeah, to hear know. it,
0: to witness it, because I was even mm-hmm. happy when they did that other song, um, it All Belongs to Me, when they did that song, oh, I was yeah. like, this is really good.
1: Uh mm-hmm, huh.
2: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That was. That's a, uh, that was an excellent collaboration. Yeah. That was an excellent collaboration. Kind of, uh, and it kind of put you into that mindset that I wish they would have just get an album together or, you know, at least a few more
0: a few more songs but you know you never know what might come out of this versus they might be like let's do a song again
2: exactly or at least do a tour because i don't think they ever really toured together where we could see Mm -mm.
1: you know
2: tickets to a Monica. i think they said
0: the only reason they never did like a tour together was because of that little beef and they only performed the song once together like an amas or something
2: Man, I want them to do like a tour.
1: Mm-hmm. I want to see
2: like Brandy and Monitor. You could even throw Fantasia in there. You know, I want to see like a female, just just an empowerment tour. Yeah. That would be like, like maybe dope. an
1: I
0: early two like thousands female tour.
2: Yes, that would be super hot. Yeah, mm-hmm. that would be dope. Man, yep. I would be I would be sickest for that for sure.
0: Definitely. So, I, like I said, I'm excited to see this versus between Monica and Brandy. Um, I think it's going to be super dope just because they are both two very talented females. And it's just, you know, girl power, black girl magic, you know? Yes. And yes, mm-hmm. that is best. That's yes.
2: going to be exciting. I'll be pulling you in
0: definitely. So we're going to go ahead and take a break and when we come back we'll jump into the hot cup of cocoa. Hey guys this is Coco. If you're anything like me taking care of your hair is very important. I recently started using a new hair care line called 312 Essentials. It is plant-based. There are no harsh chemicals and it stimulates growth and as I mentioned I just started using it But it brought so much moisture back into my hair. My curls were popping after I used the Moisture Plus shampoo and conditioner plus the healthy hair oil. Go check out 312essentials.com and use promo code SHOP312 and get 20% off of your first order. This is not something you want to sleep on. So go ahead, check it out, and do something nice for your hair. All right, guys, so we're back, and this week's Hot Cup of Cocoa is, you know, about marriage, staying married, the process of being married. Like, I know we talk a lot about moving on and not necessarily, like, you know, the things that occur during a marriage, you know, those type of things, and especially one a marriage of longevity, because when I talk about my marriage, my marriage was real real brief. Um, But when you think about marriage, you always think about being married for forever. And so that's why Leah is here, um, because Leah has been with her husband. They've been married for 20 years, um, and I know they started out young. And so, you know, I wanted her to come and drop some nuggets, you know, as far as you know, being married for such a long time and being able to make it through certain stages and then also talking about the not so good things that happen in a relationship. And so, um, you know, Leah, you want to go ahead and, you know, talk about what being married is and how do you keep a long lasting marriage?
2: Yeah, so I think first and foremost, I think that being married, the the being part is is not what is difficult. The being married, you know, it, it is the the planning, um, all of the fun things um, that you go through, just preliminary, all of the jitters, the 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 getting married to so the being married to so the staying married. It's like three different phases of that. And I think for me personally, um, the getting married, I mean, or the the beginning stages of it, which was, you know, your engagement and, you know, you guys deciding that you want to become one unit, you want to actually get married, and this is somebody that you really want to spend your life with. And I think for any person that has gotten married young, for me, it was just blissful. Um, it was like, I found my person. I found my person. Yeah. So you always feel like that a woman is like, man, I found my person. Mm-hmm. But I think on a spiritual, a spiritual uh, basis, I don't think that we should find that person. You know, I'm very um, spiritual in a sense that I, I really do feel that a man that finds his wife, he finds a good thing. Mm-hmm. And that's not saying that you cannot be introduced to a man or you know, there's a chance meeting that happens in a grocery store or a car wash or out to lunch with friends. I just feel like we are so trained from small and from from little girls, from the women we see, it's like this is what you aspire to be. You know, that's like the cream of the crop. You want to be a mother, a I man wife. You want to be then a mother. Um, and you want to focus on your family. And Mm -hmm. so I think that is something that I think is a great thing. But to me, there's too much emphasis on that from a small child, from Mm -hmm. adolescents, young ladies. I think they should know who they are. It should be a little bit more about self-empowerment and learning what they like and what they don't like. I think so for me, it was more like, okay, I found this person and I really do enjoy him, but at 18... Um, getting proposed to and getting walking into this big huge arena of marriage I did not expect it to be uh, I I kind of microscopically just grouped it off into this bubble I did not expect it to be this huge other galaxy Mm. so it's like this one little asteroid as opposed to a whole iceberg everything on top was so small but the dynamics of marriage and what it takes, um, the daily commitment of it, and just so many other pieces are lying underneath the surface that I don't think people think about. I don't think people explore. I don't think people are even fathoming. Mm-hmm. It's more like this person makes me feel good emotionally. You know, we connect physically, um, they seem to have everything that I want family wise and mentally. And I'm really, really like think I found my person. I know I this was the person. So, I I got married to my husband, um, and I actually had prophesied to him that he would be my husband, not knowing any of all of the other things that would come along with this this life that I was speaking into something. Yeah, and not even knowing even who I was, you know, at 18 to me. You don't know who you are as a woman, who you're going to be at 21, 25, 30, you know, and is this man going to be able to handle all of the, all of the evolution? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Are you going to be able to handle all of that as you evolve in the relationship? Right. So the getting, the getting married for me was, it was fun. You know, it's something that I really wanted because I always wanted a family. Marriage is something that that you, most women want um, because you want to be able to to, to go through this journey called life with a companion. You want to have a father and a stable person that's in your corner unconditionally for the most part. But everything has conditions. When people Mm -hmm. say that, you know, they love you unconditionally um, when you're getting married, it's like, um, it's conditions to love.
0: Oh,
1: for sure.
2: If you don't know that it's, it's conditions. It's not unconditional. And so as I moved through the early stages of my marriage, it was kind of like, well, damn, this is like more than I could really you know, kind of bite off at first because it was the responsibility of it mm-hmm. after the wedding and the I do's and, you go through the honeymoon, it's like, you know, I got a husband, I got a wife, this is my husband, so everything was husband, 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 wife, 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 you know, this, 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 it's all cute, we all keep in, okay, mm-hmm. we all loving on each other and doing all of this other stuff, and then there's a mistake that happens, or a communication breakdown, yeah. and it's like, well, I didn't experience this with you when we were dating, Mm -hmm. marriage is like is like heaven to dating which is what we're here on earth there there's so much in between that as far as the levels it's something that happens when two people unite and you take that vow and you move into that covenant as one it's such a strong force of energy that is kind of just like transcends anything you ever thought you could understand Mm -hmm. That's why I tell people marriage is easy to get into. It's one of the hardest things spiritually to get out of Mm -hmm. because as a woman, we are like all in and we are invested. Yeah. So it's like we are lock and key. We're going to hold it down. We're going to do whatever the relationship requires. We're going to make sure that we're, you know, cleaning, we're cooking, we're having sex, we're doing all of the things that, you know, we feel that our husbands are desiring of us, we're going to keep ourselves looking good, we're going to do all of these things but there's so much internally and spiritually that's not being done mm-hmm. to maintain that union because we're all still on this, you know, higher physicalities and all of the things externally that are not going to be able to sustain the marriage in the long term. Yeah. So After we got married, uh, my husband is in the industry of media as well. There were so many temptations, um, so many distractions, which come in anybody's job or the field that they're in. Mm -hmm. But when you are dealing with somebody that is in a level of media, uh, music, any type of industry that exposes them and gives them access to different circles, you definitely have to be um, ready for that kind of attention and you also have to be confident as a woman or if you're the woman and the man is in the industry or if you're the man and the woman is in the industry for the counterparts so just to to be able to have a very secure foundation um, because you have to have boundaries in your marriage and even, even outside of the marriage to me yeah and so um, I think if I had to speak to myself in the beginning parts of my marriage, it wouldn't have been to be more about my spiritual relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that I put my husband before my relationship, and I know that of course God is a jealous God. We cannot put anything or anybody before Him.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I think I went through a lot because because of that. Because I I knew better, but also it was like you know this is your husband is human so he's gonna make mistakes i'm your i'm god the father i'm not gonna make those mistakes i'm not gonna be careless with your heart i'm not gonna not communicate i'm not gonna not return your call or not gonna not be there Mm
1: -hmm. and i
2: think that for women the first thing that for me is to make sure that you are have a very strong sense of self And the only way that we can know who we are is to know who God is to us Mm -hmm. and through us before we can ever invite a man in. So my sister always sends me scriptures, but it's like Isaiah 54 says that the Lord, thy God is your husband. So he is our first husband. Not not your husband, God Mm is. Yeah. So if that's my husband, then he knows all of the things internally, like my desires for the man that I want the man that I needed, the man that would be able to cover me properly, spiritually, Mm -hmm. and the man that even if he made mistakes, would be able to show him and me how to kind of recover and get things back on track. Yeah. And so my marriage of 20 years, it has come with a lot of joy. And I say joy because joy is not something you can be happy and content in any situation. Mm-hmm. But the joy that you feel from being able to be in a marriage, um, or just being able to be in a union that you know is, um, fulfilling and also in alignment with your purpose. Yeah. So, um, the joy for me, um, that was in my, I would say in my 20s. It was like such a joyous time for us. Mm -hmm. Um, But trust me, the battle, it it gets really real. Um, You are tested beyond what your flesh could even imagine. Mm -hmm. And I want to touch on that, too, because I think it's important that um, as you move through the joyous times, the blissful times where you're there with your family um you're there experiencing holidays there are periods of time and this is not in every marriage but this has been the case just for me and I'm just speaking authentically from my 20 years Mm
1: -hmm.
2: that there is a break there can be a breakdown and for me when I stood before God and I made a spiritual covenant with him first yeah and then with my husband um, I expect those that covenant to to stand as the covenant of covenants. Mm-hmm. I don't expect that to be deviated from under any circumstances. I just that for me was just like when a woman is married, it's like we put on blinders like horses. We mm-hmm. only see our husband, we only see our family, we, we like the friends, everybody's on the outside. So I tried to create um an oasis for that. And I tried to make sure that I planted seeds on that type of soil, mm-hmm. but it's like outside of that, um, it it got, it got very tumultuous on his end. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you, our spouses, we go through things that sometimes we don't let our husbands or our wives know. We're battling things internally. Mm-hmm. Um, you're gonna see all of those demons. You're gonna see all of those moments. It's like man. You wasn't like this when we was, you know, it's like, well, who is this person? Who is yeah. this person? It's like, what is going on with this experience? And this is not what I signed up for.
0: Yeah. I will say, um, when I was married, it definitely, I feel like brought something else out of me. Um, like, cause I'm not a arguer by nature, but I mean, there were times where we would argue and, like, normally, I'm very slow to speak when I know I'm about to say something crazy. But yeah. I feel like whenever he and I would argue, sometimes it would just come out, you know, and it'd just be like, huh, I didn't mean to say that, <laughs> you know, but it was yeah. just like, well, it's out there now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? And you want to apologize told- and take it back, but it'd just be like, what's, what's said is said. Yeah.
2: What's out there is out there. And it's like, that, that's another thing is just being careful with our thoughts and our words. Because once we speak that, it's mm-hmm. like, we can't take it back. The power of that word is like super powerful. Yep. So once we say something, it's like, well, hey, I said what I said, you know. But mm-hmm. you, you have to also go back and say, you know, communication for us too in the 20 years, it has gotten worse now. Mm -hmm. we're at already at 20 years, but before, um, we would talk about any and everything, but I think the breakdown in the relationship for me and what has brought this transformation out in me and kind of brought me to a different conclusion in my marriage was because of all of the infidelity Mm -hmm. and it was small things. And I was like, if I could tell women, anything it's like, please make sure that you definitely pay attention to all red flags. Anything that internally alarms you or Mm -hmm. just kind of gets you on on an alert, make sure that you're paying attention to that because that is definitely your inner compass, the inner spirit telling you, hey, something is off here. Something is not right. And we need to make sure that we are listening to that and that we're properly kind of investigating that. So anybody knows me knows I'm like kind of the FBI of investigation when it comes to stuff. Anything you want to find out? Yeah,
0: I'm the same way. What you want to know, girl? Because I'm going to find it.
2: Because I'm going to find it. And I'm telling you, it's like I don't, when I get on something, it's like it's just you can't that, let it go. that you be upfront and just come out and tell me. I cannot let it go until I hit the dirt of the dirt. Yep. And then once I have all the pieces, i go and I'm literally like analytically putting timelines together. Honey, I'm putting Girl. phone bills together. I'm putting receipts together.
0: <laughs> Girl, you ain't never lied.
2: <laughs> I'm putting receipts together. I'm like, oh, so when I was here, this is what oh, I okay, so was so this doing. Like? Oh, okay. So I'm putting this whole crime scene investigation together because it's going to be a crime, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm putting this whole thing together. And I tell men, I'm like, you will never, a very intelligent woman, a word of advice to every man, you will never, ever, ever, never be as smart or as slick as a woman that is on the case of something that we pick up in our radar. Mm-hmm. It's just best that you are a crime, it's best that you're honest because if we're asking you a question, we already know the answer to it right. and we already have all of the pieces to it. So just, just do yourselves a favor and just come clean about it because it's like, um, the, the text messages, the cell phones, you know, you, you always got your cell phone with you. You ain't never leaving it down. You know, you got to take it even in the bathroom. You got this ringing or you got, you know, so Do what you do, but don't be surprised if one day you wake up and your situation is just not your situation. (laughs) Because women get tired. You know, they get tired, they get fed up. Mm -hmm. And whether you marry for 20 years, 30 years, some women can come come back from different things. But to me, there's so much emphasis um, also on the the image of how marriage looks. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we Married for 20 years, we've gone through so much, um, and we're still um together. Mm -hmm. But in my mindset, there has been so much hurt, and there hasn't been enough communication and accountability for me, yeah. And I think that's the other key thing for me in a marriage. It's like I understand that you will make those mistakes, but they should not be repeated offenses, and there should not be a season of where you can't be accountable. And then I think too, with marriage with men, it's like, I'm going to need you to do what it is that I'm needing you to do until I'm comfortable with a level of trust. Thanks. Mm
1: -hmm. And it's
2: like, if you're not willing to do that, if you're giving me pushback or if for any reason you feel like that you don't want to do what I'm asking you to do for me, because you're the one that took our marriage into a, a direction I was not even expecting like mm-hmm. my marriage brought a lot out of me but it also brought a lot out of him that I didn't know mm-hmm. so I saw a lot of unhappiness in him I saw a lot of um, um, things even from his childhood that he yeah. re- hasn't realized that he has had not dealt with mm-hmm. that has resonated because his, his mom and dad are like married for 40 some years everybody in his family is married yeah, my parents were married, but they, they did divorce. I have seen a lot of healthy marriages in my family as well. Mm-hmm. But he comes from that, it's like embedded in his family that this is what he should do. Yeah, but is it really what you want to do? Just because mm-hmm. that's something that you see in your family doesn't mean that that's designed to be your path. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, girl, when you gonna get married and when you gonna have babies, everybody got a baby and married and this, but that's not necessarily your life purpose or path. Yeah, so. I told him the other day it was really kind of cool. I'm like, you know you need to be happy. I'm in a position now after twenty years. I just turned thirty nine on august the twenty third
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> um, I think for me, it's like it our relationship kind of reminds me of like will and Jadas in such a way yeah no and no entanglements or anything, but it's like. I just want him to be happy. Mm -hmm. And I think that once you find out who you are, like I'm on a path for me transformationally. I'm not going to let anybody stop me from not being happy and just moving into my purpose.
1: Mm -hmm. Like I'm
2: taking a totally different path because if you don't trust the man that you're with and you all can't communicate properly um, or just to a Get to a position where you're accountable for your actions, of things that you have done in their, in your marriage um and you're not willing to take those steps for me, it's just kind of like nothing else to 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 revive for me. you know mm-hmm. it's kind of like the prayer the prayer for me was, you know God, I asked for God to show me who my husband was. I need you to expose things, I need to know who I'm married to. I need to know. You know, who is this man? You know, even in, even now, you know, to help me to deal with him better. Mm-hmm. Is there a different way that I should be lo- talking with him and loving him or whatever it is? Mm-hmm. And I think, too, I go back to the, my statement earlier. You want to create boundaries for a healthy marriage. It should yeah. be nobody but you and your husband to me, in the first six months to a year, that's pretty much all that it that it's about for me. Yes. You all's relationship with God, really building a solid foundation between you, God, and the Father. And my husband and our whole family, we got baptized. Um, again, as a family, you know, I really prayed and thought that that, that, that may help mm-hmm. um, the situation. And I could say that I saw a great transformation in him, but I still see blockages in him. And it's like, you know, he said before, you know, I don't think marriage is really for me. Yeah. And he said that earlier on in, in our marriage. And it's like, well, he just talking, you know, but out of a heart, a man's heart, he speaks. Yeah. So are you really thinking that marriage is not for you? Is that something that you don't really want? You know, and it's like, i wasted my time because mm-hmm. I want to be in a relationship. I want to be in a marriage. Mm-hmm. But Um, If I'm transparent now at 20 years, um, I think it's important for all couples to deal with your own stuff, deal with your own issues, deal with the own thing that's going on in your head. Um, Be able to receive information spiritually as far as where your heart is, the posture of your heart, the position, because I'm like, God, I'm just not there. I'm just not really in it. I'm really... I'm just not in a position emotionally where I want to be invested in this person anymore, Mm -hmm. you know? So where we started off with so much fun, we have our kids. um, I I think if I'm speaking honestly, that I made a permanent decision with somebody that was temporary for me, that was not my forever husband. Mm -hmm. And I have spent 20 years with somebody who, you know, I love dearly. Um, if I have to be honest about that, I love him dearly and I want the best for him, but the best for him is potentially not with me. Mm -hmm. And the best for me is potentially not with him. And so that's the harsh reality of marriage and really allowing God to really pick your mate for you. Mm -hmm. Um, my husband is fine light skin. I mean, just be- he's a beautiful looking man on the eyes and everything. He still is. But there are some places in him that I can't reach. Yeah. Um, that I know that he needs God to come in and to heal him of those things. But there's also some things he has wanted to do that he hasn't felt like that he could. Mm-hmm. And it didn't start with me. It started from before me. Mm-hmm. And I think that has been taken out on me in the marriage. Yeah. So I think two people entering into a union that can last and give the longevity. You got to know who you are. You got to know who God is to you. And you got to be in that relationship to say, you know, is this an imposter? Who, who are you? Because God can tell you faster than anybody mm-hmm. who sent this person. Because I'll mm-hmm. ask this person, who even, who even sent you? Where did you even come from? Mm-hmm. You know, some men are just, okay, where are you coming from? Because some men are a distraction. You know, some men are facade before the real appears. You know, it's like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And if we just don't want to waste our time, um, and we don't want to be in a position where we have to be hurt all to heal again, it's almost like, you know, if you had listened to dad, you know, you wouldn't have scanned Janine. You know, now we got to let it heal. We got to talk, you know, treat this wound and we got to let it heal because you got to get back up on your bike and you got to ride it again.
0: Yeah. Girl, so everything that you,
2: what,
0: everything you saying right now, like, I definitely feel like could be applied to, you know, my past marriage or whatever. And as far as thinking like, you know, knowing yourself placing God within your marriage, like that was all stuff that, you know, that I thought, well, I knew, I didn't know everything about that person. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, just being transparent, he and I only knew each other for like four months before we got married. And, you know, I still stand behind, you know, you could know a person a month, and be married for forever. You can know a person for a month and not be married for forever. You could know a person exactly. for 20 years, you know what I'm saying? And yes. not make it, you know? And so um, yes. people ask me, would I do it again? And I'm like, I'm not going to say no, but the circumstances would definitely have to be different if um, if I were to ever get married fast again, because there were definitely yeah. signs prior to us getting married, that was like, maybe we not meant for each other, you know? Yeah. But we still stayed together. And you saying like you had, you know, he said once before he didn't think marriage was for him. Um, I think what the deciding factor in my my ex-husband telling me he didn't want to be married anymore was one day we were having a conversation. And he was probably already mentally going through whatever he was going yeah. through, you know, mm-hmm. and so he says, I don't know if I want to have kids no more. And so, but it it was like a lighthearted conversation. It wasn't a conversation where we were arguing or nothing like that. And, yeah. you know, so I'm thinking we just talking. I, I didn't know anything was going to be taken from my response, but yeah. I said, well, you might as well leave me now if you don't want to have no kids. And I think yeah. two weeks later, he was like, Yeah, I don't want to be married no more. And. <laughs> 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 OMG. Yeah. And so it's
2: like, yeah, that's, but that's when that's I think that's, back. That's short, okay?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But when I think back on, like, being married and like how things were after we actually got married. And Mm -hmm. there were, there were a lot of times where I would ask myself, like, I don't know how long I'm going to stay married because, and it, and it would just be simple stuff, you know, that we would have disagreements about, Uh but at the Uh same time, it was just like, you know, it's the little stuff builds up. Yes, it does. So Yes. It it always seemed like it was just one thing after another. And I would just be like, "Mm, I do not know how long this is going to last. But, you know, because we were married, I'm like, you know, we, you know, if it ever comes to a point, you know, where we don't feel like we want to be with each other no more. Like, I'm sure we'll we'll really try and work it out before we just call it quits. But mm -mm, that was not the case. It was just like, yeah, I don't want to be married and you just need to be okay with that.
2: Yeah. And it's like, you know, just going back to what you said, the little things add up Mm -hmm. and it's like, you got to be able to deal with things right when stuff happens. Uh, But sometimes in the moment you can't because Mm -hmm. you got to gather your thoughts, you got to gather whether, you know, is it necessary for me to have this conversation right now? You know, I always wanted to, like, we used to have a, a lot of fun with each other, go places and just really hang out, hang out, love, love, love to hang out with each other. Yeah. And um, I thought that when he got into the industry, I would kind of be able to take the ride with him. Mm-hmm. And I think that the relationship kind of took a turn when, you know, I wasn't able to be his plus one all the time to go to different things because he would just go to things by himself. You know what I'm saying? He wouldn't go, you know, ask me to go with him anymore. Like kind of all of those, those things kind of stop for certain stuff. Certain stuff I couldn't go. So it would be like, well, I wonder, you know, who he's talking with there or who is he interacting with there or, you know, so I don't think that he made me feel secure enough in a situation. And I think that that's also something that we're responsible as couples to each other is you also need to make sure that your mate is reassured they are affirmed and that they feel secure in the relationship.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Because when something happens, like you said, all of that little stuff, it adds up. That little stuff adds up. And I'm telling you, when you look at everything and you dissect it, like now when I bring stuff up to him, it's like, you know, he doesn't really want to communicate about the past or what has happened. And a woman that can't really trust a man with her heart anymore Mm -hmm. or has emotionally and mentally disconnected, there's nothing physical because before a woman ever gets in any bed with any man, it's an emotional and there's a mental connection that's going on with you and her before anything physical happens. Mm -hmm. So that, when that, when that goes, it's 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 over with, it's a (laughs) wrap. it's a wrap you and me uh-huh. because that's something that you that's one of the benefits you know they say that in in the bible you can't defile your marriage bed so oh, yeah. anything you do with your husband is allowed, any mm-hmm. and everything and when that's gone it's like you need to find yourself a new whatever
0: yeah
2: so it, it, I just want to be um I think my 20-year marriage I don't feel like I failed I don't feel like a failure. I feel like, um, you know, there there's more to come. Um, but, you know, my heart often breaks for my children because you, I want them to be able to see the longevity. Mm-hmm. Um, I want, but, I, but more important than anything, if I can say anything, is you want to make sure that your environment is healthy. Right. Your environment has to be healthy. It doesn't have to be perfect. But it just needs to have a healthy balance to it. Nothing is perfect, yeah. no marriage is perfect. Anybody mm-hmm. that says it is is delusional.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So yeah. when you talk to people that are married for twenty and thirty and forty years, I have girlfriends that their husbands have had babies on 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 them on the side they've mm-hmm. been able to sustain their marriage
1: mm-hmm. you no know, um
2: more power to you because I promise you that I'm not seeing anything that I didn't birth. Especially if it was done on the out- outskirts of something that you had no business doing. Yeah. It's one thing that you stepped out on your marriage, but you actually have another child um that you're now responsible for. Cause I'm not. Yeah. So that's one thing I could never do. Um, and sex don't fix everything
1: mm-hmm. just
2: because you have sex with your husband or your wife don't mean that your situation
0: is better any
2: more detrimental or better than it was when you got into the nonsense yeah you know what i'm saying sex is just that's something that we both needed to just get our rocks off and then when i when i'm done with you i'm still looking at you crazy because i just want to know how could you do such a stupid ass thing yeah so you know but but it it really takes on a life of its own um And when you are not accountable, and you want to play the it's not me, it's you game, and you want to play the blame game, and clearly this was a decision that you forcibly made on your own to do this, Mm -hmm.
0: I I
1: can't. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. Facts. Yeah. Yeah. I I would definitely say that society, you know, they put these, oh, you should be married you know, in your twenties, you know, whatever, yes. had your kids young, um, and honestly, like, do I want to be married again? Yes, I, I would like to be married again, but I'll definitely say I'm more cautious, you know, yep. in men that I deal with, um, just yes. because my next marriage is definitely gonna be the last marriage, and you, you know. know with god's you know with god's blessing or whatever it'll be to do us part um so i'm really trying to take my time dating people or whatever um and just you know just, just take it one day at a time and like i tell anybody like like you said no one is perfect no marriage is perfect so, I definitely don't look at other people like, oh, I want a marriage like yours, you know, whatever, whatever, because I definitely hear the things that my friends go through who are married and they yeah. stay married, you know, they get past what they're going through. And, you know, I just be like, you know, whatever you decide, I'm riding. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. If you say, that's cool, that's still my brother. <laughs> you know, I don't care exactly. no differently um, because I'm not in exactly. y'all you know what i'm exactly. saying Exactly. and it's not if if you can forgive what he did it's not my place to to pass judgment exactly
2: and i think that that's like such a crucial point too is making sure that you have a very community of supporters mm. but a very limited a limited supply of that yeah because people are often um jealous people often do pass judgment on you for staying in your marriage if that's something that a woman chooses to do Mm -hmm. I think that you have to still have people who are just like you. And I do have a community of that. It's like more or less, you know, if you're praying for something, I'm not going to pray against what you're praying. I'm going to come into agreement with whatever it is that you want, because I think that that is the most important thing. And that's only fair to you is to stand in agreement with that, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think I have a lot of women in my family and a lot of women in my circle, and they're older, they don't put their mouth on my marriage, and they always try to speak life to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I appreciate that. But the place that I'm in is like, I don't want that situation. You know what I'm saying? Right. I can deal with a man through a lot of different things, his finances, his health. You know, I can be the Proverbs 31 wife. The woman, all of those things. But I never want to question a man's fidelity to me. I never want to be in a position where I have to question if I fully have his heart or not. I don't want anybody that shares. I don't want anybody that share, that's sharing that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That was specifically something that is is for me and my heart is for you. Yeah. So if we can't be like that, then, you know, I just give it to God. You know, I don't I don't hold any grudges against you, but that's not the kind of man that I'm going to need in my purpose and where I'm going that can cover me. And just saying that to say, society is always about the perception and the image of how something looks. Mm. It's like, when are we going to get to a point where, you know, even if it looks good, that doesn't mean it's bad, you know the marriage could be good. It could, it can be healthy. That's one of the biggest things that God designed. He designed the marriage to be a blessing. You know, yeah. He designed it. It's just not nothing that's cursed. That is the uh, most esteemed status in God's eyes when you are entered into a marriage. Mm-hmm. That is like the highest of the highest everything. He blesses that thing beyond capacity, beyond measure. Yeah. But it got it has to be right. It has to be right. And if you decide to forgive someone or if you decide to stay in that, I think that counseling should be done for me personally. I think that you need to have a place where you can have a safe circle of people to speak mm-hmm. and where you can share without feeling judged. Because when a man cheats on a woman, it's a bullet that we take because we are immediately like, what did we do? Yeah. how, did this happen?
1: Mm -hmm.
2: It's like, how did you infiltrate our camp? What was he thinking? What was left open? You know, Mm -hmm. it's like, who the hell left the gate open? You know what I mean? Right. Mm -hmm. So, I think it's important to be honest about, um, you know, and having a safe circle of people where we can talk to and say, you know, this is how I felt in that moment. But so many people say, Stay in your marriage. You know, God can work it out. He can do everything. He can do. I have no doubts about that. Mm-hmm. But is God, am I experiencing this? Am I having a God moment, even with this experience, to show me that this is not where I'm supposed to be? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is this being revealed to me to tell me that, hey, get the hell out of here? You know, You're telling me to stay in a situation where I don't feel as healthy. I'm not happy. I'm not emotionally or spiritually invested anymore. And I want to just get out. Yeah. So that's when your, your spiritual life comes in. It's like, God, I need you to show me. I need you to guide me. I need you to direct me. You know, my children are casualties of this. Mm-hmm. Our children are because we have three children, but it's like you got to show us the best way to kind of navigate this. Twenty years, it's like I did my time. I'm good. Yeah, so I, I want to move into a different uh, perspective. And when you said that you're like so called careful, it wasn't a failure. That wasn't something that failed. That was something that needed to occur. That was some lessons. That was some training. That was something for the battleground. We, we needed to get these things mm-hmm. so that as we move forward in our journey, hey, well, I might have chose you. You know what? I'm good on you. Let me see what this person is talking about. Yeah. We are so much more intuitive. We're mm-hmm. so much more um, like we're sure to just cut stuff off because it's like I, I'm not interested in anything. You know, I appreciate it. Have a blessed day. You do what you do. But I'm not interested in that anymore. Mm-hmm. This is not my. This is not what I want. You can see the BS from the door from mm-hmm. miles away
1: mm-hmm.
2: that you would have never been able to see if you had not gone through that experience that you had. Mm-hmm. So no experience to me is a failure. They're all lessons. Yeah, you know, they're all a part of the journey so that we can continue to grow and just continue to be purpose in our lives.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But I refuse to be in a marriage where I feel like. Oh, I'm not happy and fulfilled, and I got to be talking to somebody else because I don't want to, uh, you know, be involved with this person. No, I'm not gonna do that. Yeah. If we can't get this together, and it's been like, again, 13 years for me, that is additional time that I've been in my relationship. Um, you know, just to try to make things be as best as possible. And I know he, I know he's tried to. Mm-hmm. I won't even take away from his efforts. Yeah. But it's just like something is just not, it's
0: just not there. It's not there it's anymore. Like,
2: it's not there anymore. And I'm just like kind of like in a position now. Okay. How do I look at this relationship now? This man of 20 years, he needs something else. I need something else.
1: Mm-hmm. But
2: my, my, my relationship and the marriage that I would want for me, I would want it to last for all time. Yeah. You know that's something that we all want to do. We don't get in the marriage to get out of it. Women don't get married to have to go through the process of getting out of something. Right. Some women do, but it's like it's 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 um it's it's too much spiritual tears. It's just like you know tearing off at your heart, your flesh. It's just too much. But there's so much preliminary work that should be done before we enter into unions with people.
0: Hmm. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's definitely a a lot of work. And I said, the next time I want to do premarital counseling and, you know, stuff like that. Um, Just because of course, that's not something that we did prior to us getting married. And, you know, at the end when he was like, he don't want to do it. I was like, well, we should go to therapy. You know, he was like, well, we didn't do it to get married. So why are we doing it now? And it was just like, okay. Okay. Well, all okay. right. Seems like your mind is made up, buddy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> so, you know, um, I definitely say it that was a lesson for me. It definitely yeah. showed me the um, you know, type of husband that I would want. And I and honestly, not that he was a bad husband. We just were not on the same page. So, um, yeah. You know, I definitely wish him well and whatever he got going on now, um, I hope that he is happy yeah. because that was one of the things he said. He just he never he thought he would get happy once we were married, but it just never happened. Yeah. And I feel wow. like you can't put like when you're with somebody, you can't put that expectancy on the other person to bring you that happiness that you're looking for. Um, so that was one takeaway. Like, I know I was in a bad space when I met him. And so it was just like, oh, I'm happy now. I have a companion now. Um, and so I I think for both of us, it was learning, like, we can't put our happiness into one person. Like you have to be whole and happy on your own before you, um, be somebody's husband or wife. And, um, and that, it was a hard lesson to learn.
2: Man, that's like the biggest takeaway for me is like um you have to make sure that 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 that's the biggest lesson. That's the biggest, like one of the biggest lessons ever is that you gotta be happy with you. You gotta know what you want, what makes you happy, what you don't want.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: the other part about it is that to really just know that it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay if you if your marriage If it's working, continue to do what, put in at work, you know, do what is required. You have to wake up daily committed to your husband. You have to wake up daily committed to your wife. You don't know what the day brings. And you both have to be spiritually yoked. That is the biggest thing. You have to have a man who knows God, who knows God for himself. He has to be able to have his own God experiences for himself. Mm -hmm. As a woman, you have to be able to have your own God experiences for yourself. That should be a daily conversation. You know, to me, I think with your husband or wife, it's like, you know, God really showed up for me at work today, babe. You know, how was your day? What's going on with you? I think he has to be kept at the center of the marriage. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that should be something that should be ingrained. And it's something that's planted, it's rooted, it's strong, because Mm -hmm. that is the only thing that's going to get you through. And I think that, I, you know, you just run out of gas. God gives you that extra push, you know, yeah. to persevere and power through. But for me, it's like levels of infidelity to me are deal breakers. Yeah. Um, that is a spiritual covenant that the Lord allows a woman to be able to say she can't leave. Mm-hmm. Um, abuse of any kind and, and infidelity. Those are the spiritual things that the Lord gives you permission, spiritually and naturally. You can exit your relationship. You can exit your marriage.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: If you choose to stay in that, you can battle, you can battle, you can do whatever you feel like you're led to do. But for me personally, I can't. Um, You know, I've forgiven over and over again. Mm -hmm. And to me, I have to be strong enough to know that even though I know that He's really sorrowful now, I can tell that He sees the act the ways that are kind of his action um because i'm just moving through life mm-hmm. and i'm not really moving with him yeah. i'm moving on along my purpose it's like i've done enough supporting of you i've put in my educational hold i've sacrificed so much to be in this marriage and to really be supportive of you i have not completed half of the things in my life And I can't honestly say that you've been my biggest cheerleader or fan to do that. You kind of just let me do what I want to do, but I want a husband that's going to be an input. You know, if I want to do something or I have an aspiration, I need a man that just like if you tell me you want to do something, I'm going to give you some ideas and say, well, babe, maybe we should go about this X, Y, Z. I want the same support on the platforms of stuff that I want to do too. Yeah. So I think that's also having a mate. That's gonna be able to help you reach your highest dreams, reach your best best. I always want the best for you. Mm-hmm. But in the marriage, it's like, you know, ain't nobody gonna outdo my husband because we we gonna we gonna take this thing to another level. We're gonna do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And I want that same support back from my husband. Mm-hmm. Okay, babe. So this is what I see, you know, we can do this here, here, here. And that's where your submission comes in. Mm-hmm. Women don't submit to men that they don't trust. Right. submission is not is not control submission is not control mm-hmm. submission is simply trust me mm-hmm. it is simply trusting that the person that you're with you are in the best physical capable hands to be able to handle you period yeah and so as a husband submit a wife submits to her husband which i strongly believe in that but it's not so that you can control me it's just really me saying that, hey, my husband is all about the best interests of me. Mm-hmm. So I'm comfortable. I feel confident. The Lord has told me that I can't submit to him. But a man who is not submitting to God, I would not submit to that man. Right. Because if you are the head and you are not being led by God, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, Himself, yourself, mm-hmm. there's absolutely no way that you could you can't leave me nowhere. Yeah. And see, I, I don't want to be the head. I want to be the helpmate. I right. want to be the co chair leader. I don't want to be the captain. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I want you to be able to step up and say, you know, babe, I want to know your opinion on, you know, what are we doing? I, You know, I want to help you navigate, but I don't have to be the navigator. God is the ultimate navigator of the marriage. Mm-hmm. But if your relationship with Him is not balanced and it's not strong, There's no way we could, we could, we could do it. Mm -hmm. So I just, I I think it's, there are so many, like I said in the beginning, under the the tip of the iceberg of marriage, it's an absolutely beautiful thing. I love it. I love the institution of it. Mm -hmm. I love the blessings that it brings and all of the good stuff in between. I love it, Mm -hmm. but it has to be healthy. It has to be balanced. It has transparent. And most importantly, it has to be foundationally built on God. Yeah. And so, if my marriage does not last, if our marriage does end at twenty years, I have gained so much knowledge that is unreal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I look forward to, you know, being able to have my own platform to be able to share with women. I think that is so necessary, and I think that a lot of women. Um, do platforms okay on how you stand, Mary? But also, how do you recognize when that season of your life is over? How hmm. do you move on from that? Yeah. You know, how do you how do you still feel and moving your purpose behind that? Because that's that's not an easy thing to get over, and you go through your grieving process like hmm. you would a death. Yeah. Because yeah. that I, I don't care even if your marriage is four months a year. 15, 20, you go through a process of grief because that was a covenant that was made spiritually. Mm-hmm. So it's not an entanglement; it's not something you just did. That was a spiritual covenant that was actually made. Yeah, that was something that is written and attached to your spiritual biography.
0: Mm-hmm. I and would so
1: definitely that-
0: say you, you like if your marriage ends, like use that as fuel to walk in your purpose you know like I feel like as I was grieving like of course I had to find um distractions to keep me from focused on you know what I had going on at home but it just it made me go so hard like therapy just you know just finding myself like finding what made me happy and yeah we we lived together all the way up until we were divorced and yeah it it was hard for me to get out of my grieving process just because you know the reminder was there every day but once Absolutely. we physically separated from each other i feel like it was so much easier for me to you know like i still grieved but it was just it it was just easier to um,
2: yeah,
0: to get past it
2: because yep. it's not in your face every day, and I think that that's where I am. For me, mm-hmm. it's like I told him, I said, I think you need your, you know, I think we, you need your own space. Um, I think co-parenting is like gonna be the best thing. I could just see us being greater friends even after this than we were spouses to each mm-hmm. other. Um, I think that we've grown and become a, like a codependency on one another mm-hmm. because we've been married for so long. Yeah. But it's like I want you to. It, 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 I, I told him I have to be brave for both of us in this situation mm-hmm. because my mind is like kind of already in a position transformationally made up. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like and it's like the Gladys Knight song. Neither one of us wants to be the first one to say goodbye. Yeah. But it's like it's not a goodbye to it. It's just this is, this is our history.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, the, uh, the relationship is over. You know, mm-hmm. if it ends at 20 years, we have to write a new hit. We have to begin writing something else, writing something new. And we both deserve to be able to do that in our truth. And without all of the influences of the family saying, you know, I wish you guys would stay together. I wish you guys, you know, all of that takes work. It takes a lot mm-hmm. of prayer to do that. I don't know what God can do in this particular moment and situation. It's very heart-wrenching. It's hurtful. I have my days. um, And I'm very transparent with people I love. I go through those emotional ups and downs daily Mm -hmm. because I I can't believe that such a thing has happened. But I'm also just very joyful and I'm hopeful. And I just tell my inner self that I'm extremely strong.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Butterflies are my favorite thing. I love the monarch butterfly. I had a spiritual experience with that. Mm -hmm. Um, I just feel like I'm in a cocoon stage. Um, I will have a a something like with a cocoon project that will definitely be coming soon. Yeah. The Lord is doing a lot of, a lot of wonderful things um, in my life. And so I'm just like not refusing baby dragonfly. I'm just not refusing to give up on my purpose. Um, This is like so long time. I don't even, I don't think that you even understand how I'm just thankful that God birthed this podcast in you to be able to do this, mm-hmm. even with where you are and what you have learned because it takes it takes courage for you to be able to do that, to be able to share. Uh, And just to step out there with your feelings and do what it is that you're doing Mm -hmm. and being a woman that is still so youthful in her age and her experience. This is therapy for me. Every time that I'm able to share and talk with somebody that is therapy because you're able to grow and you're able to say, Hey, I'm not the only person that went through this. And I'm a woman that is 39. I've been married for 20 years. And it's like, man, I'm not ashamed of that. I'll I wear that badge with honor. You yeah. know, it's like I wear all of my scars. I, I got them all. Mm-hmm. And that God is healing them. He's doing a work in me every day. He's doing a work in my husband every day. Yeah. It's like, I just need to, I want him to be at, at his best. And then the, the closing out of it is like, okay, God, if this is not to be, I don't wish my husband or anybody any bad for you. I want to send so much love and light. I want to send so much positive vibes. I want to send so much good energy, so many blessings, so much wealth. I want everything that is he supposed to have. I want him to have it spiritually. Yeah. I never want to be bitter about anything. I just want to be happy and move on with my purpose. Yeah. And if that doesn't include include you, it's like, okay, God, you take the people out that's not supposed to be here and you bring the people in that are supposed to be. I love being a wife. I love being a mother. But some positions, you know, it's just like, I can't be in that position for you anymore. Yeah. I have to now step into a different position to deal with you now. Mm. And that could be just the mother of your child, your, you know, one of your great friends and a co-parent. And yeah. I'm, I'm so good with that now. Mm. I, you couldn't pay me to say that 10 years ago. Yeah. It's like, this is my marriage. I'm standing, I'm on this battleground and I'm fighting. Yeah. And it took everything out of me mentally because I was literally just felt so much spiritual attack from trying to just grab him. It's just like, I come from a family of spiritual warriors and right. warfare and everything. It was like, I had to just like grab him. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I, I wanted my son. I wanted all my kids by one person. You know, I'm not opposed to you know, people who have children, um, or whatever. I think that's a great thing. I think it's hard to relate sometimes if you don't have kids already, or, you mm-hmm. know, just the sacrifice that it takes to be a parent. Right. But I went, I went through so much mental, um, you know, mental ang- and spiritual anguish from that. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, you want the best for that person, but you know, that maybe your lives are going in separate ways. And
0: yeah, again, that's okay. That's mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. So if you had any last words of wisdom to, you know, give out, what would, what would it be?
2: If I had any, if I have any words of wisdom to give is to, you know, seek God for all and every, everything um, and, and in your life going forward. Wisdom comes from God. Mm-hmm. So any wisdom that I have, it comes from the creator. It comes from God, the father. And I think that the wisdom that he gives, he gives um, and he gifts us with is definitely grace um, to definitely forgive yourself. Um, Have those still in that quiet time where you can meditate um And just be by yourself so that you can hear from God, so mm-hmm. that you can clearly get the direction and wisdom that we need. Yeah. We look to platforms. We look to uh, people. And God gives us a community. But mm-hmm. sometimes we can be listening and hearing from the wrong community yeah. because the wisdom that we think that we're getting, it does not come from God, the Father, the Holy Spirit. It comes from other platforms. Yeah. So I, I really thank you for Kiki with Coco because I know your spiritual background. Mm-hmm. I know where your foundation is and the basis of that. And that to me is wisdom.
0: You know, I big mama made it make sure everybody went to church.
2: <laughs> you hear me? And we don't we we thank her her legacy. Mm-hmm. You know, the wisdom even comes from the legacy. So my last words also imparting would be that. Use the legacies that have been, that you have been blessed with, that God has allowed you to be able to be a part of and listen to those people mm-hmm. and to know that if you seek God for all things, he will bless you with everything, yeah. but you've got to go to him for all things and then he'll give you everything. So it's just seeking the knowledge from him and mm-hmm. he'll add everything to us. And wisdom is something that he gives. Yeah. He said he gives it freely to us, but mm-hmm. we have the ask for it. So using wisdom would be, hey, I don't want to do your podcast because I'm doing Kiki and with Coco and I know the background of this platform. I know of which is built. I know the reasons why, you know, God may has gifted her to be able to do that. So mm-hmm. it's even being wise in who and what we're listening to, what we're hearing, and just remember to always go back to to our to our relationship with God. So that'll be my my kind of my parting words of wisdom for everybody.
0: Definitely. So, you know, I'ma keep it short, but you know, asking God for discernment is important. You know, yes. um we we like to make decisions because of how society what society says we should be doing. And God has other plans for us. Just because your mama and your grandma got married young and they had kids young don't mean that that has to be you, you know. Um, so definitely ask God for discernment in all things. And he will not steer you wrong. So give it to God in prayer. But, Absolutely. You know, mm-hmm. So. I that
2: is is totally agree.
0: Yes. So that is going to wrap it up for this week's episode of Key Can with Coco. Leah, you want to uh, let them know where they can follow you at on social media?
2: Definitely, you can follow me at One Queendom. That's the number one, Q U E E N D O M. And I am Leah Hicks on Facebook. And I'll have another platform that'll be coming soon, but I want to thank you so much. Coco, that is my Coco. I love her so much. You all continue to be prayerful and continue to build up her platform. She has done so much for our country. She has done so much for her community. And she's definitely um, building a legacy and making our family very proud of her. So I look forward to being back on this podcast with her and look forward to some future things with her and myself. I want her to do some things with me. She has so much knowledge. Um, just a powerful woman of God. So I'm very thankful for that. Well,
0: thank love you, Cocoa. love you too, girl. I can't wait to see you when I come home. <laughs> I know. Woo-woo-woo. Yes, we got to go have some drinks, Cha. <laughs> yes. 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 For but sure. As always, you guys can follow me or, you know, if you have questions, email me at kikianwithcocopie with Cocoa Pie at gmail.com. You know, I have my website that you all can reach out to reach out to me through. And you know, I have my shirts. I'm Black258. So make sure you go to the website, get your shirt. And as always, I thank you guys for tuning in. So until next time, bye.